What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Compulsive Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Widom. You can find me at peterwidom.com, and you can find this podcast at compileswift.com. In this episode, I am going to talk about using SwiftUI and Core Data together, and some fun times that I had with that this week. Okay, so I have used Core Data previously in the past. I have used it with UIKit for the most part, and maybe AppKit if memory serves me correctly. But I'd never used it with SwiftUI. It's just not something I needed to do. Now, of course, core data is one of those things. A lot of people, they either love it or hate it. And you get very polar experiences and opinions on it. For me, it's okay. I've never been, I've never used it from a fantastically deep point of view. I just use it as a storage mechanism and a data management mechanism. And it has worked just fine for me. Now, I will say in the past... It is frustrating the amount of code and all the hoops that you had to jump through a little bit just to get it to do some of the things that you needed it to do. So I was a little hesitant, but I thought to myself, you know what? I've never used it with SwiftUI and I should give this a go. And the reason for this was the app that I'm now working on, the live stream that you can find on twitch.tv forward slash compile Swift. We are building an app. I had this idea to build an app and I'd think I mentioned it in a previous episode, where the idea is to, for people to be able to track their job applications. And I thought to myself, originally I was going to do this, the, the data store, the persistent store with JSON, you know, JavaScript objects. And then I thought, you know what, Let this is a good excuse. Let's take a look at SwiftUI and core data. So I fired up Xcode. I'm still using Xcode 13 at the moment and just created a new iOS application. And instead of unchecking the boxes like I normally do, this time I was like, okay, yep, Swift UI and Swift and left the core data box checked. I didn't use CloudKit, but I wanted to start real simple. So I, I left the core data box checked and told Xcode, go ahead, create this project. And when it had finished, what you end up with is a project that has some dummy data, right, for the preview display. I think there was 10 items, if I remember correctly, that just get generated through the persistence class. And the persistence class is really the one that does the heart of all of the core data for you. Now, the beauty of this is that everything you need is in there. It's to get started with, at least, for all your basic needs. And to run through what the template gives you quickly, because it really was a very... Delightful experience, I have to say, as Apple would like you to say, things being delightful. And it really was, because out of the box, what you end up with is this list view. And like I say, it has preview data, 10 items. But when you run the application, it's empty because you haven't created any items. But what you end up with is this empty list. But you also have an edit button and a plus button. If you hit the plus button, it creates a new item with just a timestamp. And in the core data model, there's just one item, right? There's just this one timestamp. So it's very basic, very straightforward, but very easy to read. And it creates this timestamp item for you. And if you stop the application and run it again, it's persisted through each runs of the application. Fantastic. This is perfect. And you have the edit button on the menu as well. So you can hit edit and basically go through and delete items. And it also gives you the swipe to delete functionality. So right there out of the box, without even touching anything, 
yes, you have a simple model, but you basically have a working CRUD. Create, read, update, and delete. And this is perfect for what I need for this particular application, but it's also a perfect starting place for basically any application that's going to have data that you're going to use core data with. So I was really pleasantly surprised how easy it was. And I thought to myself, okay, but let's look at the code because I bet this is going to cause me trouble. So first of all, you look in the persistence class and it's very nicely laid out, very well commented in there. So good job to Apple and the Xcode team on creating that template. And you can find, for example, there's just a basic loop that creates 10 new items for your preview display. So you can work with it in Xcode. And of course, you can delete that or do whatever you want with it. The add button is in there as well. And that just creates a new item for you with the timestamp and then sends it to the to core data. Okay, great. Fantastic. That's easy to work with as well. I totally recognize this. And then I thought to myself, okay, let's look at the Swift UI side. On the Swift UI side, we have a list view that just loops through the items. And like I say, you've got these buttons out of the box to do basic data management for you. So I was like, great. And I'm familiar with this on Swift UI. Fantastic. This is all make perfect sense. Go over to the data model, the core data model, because remember, just a reminder, core data is not a database. It's a persistent objects. And I'm looking at the model and sure enough in there, there's just one entity with one item, the timestamp. And I thought, okay, great. This is also easy to understand. So I thought, okay, how is it difficult? Is it going to be for me to start manipulating this model and using it for what I need it for? So I thought, let's add two new items to the data model. So I added two new string items, a name and a name of the company, right? Two, two string items. So I just added that in core data and saved that. Now I did do a build at that point because I wanted the Xcode in the application to understand the new model. And sure enough, when I went back to Swift, the Swift UI file, right away, I was able to go in there and put in these two new items. It's, it recognized them. So I could do, for example, item.name, item.company name. The auto completion was there and it, it rendered them out to the screen. Of course, I also had to add those new items to the persistent part. So for the preview, it was going to give me some problems in Xcode. So of course, you have to go through and add those new items wherever you need them from your model. So when you hit the plus button, I just put in a dummy name and a dummy company name with some strings and added those when it stored the objects. Hopefully this is making sense. But if you run the template, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. It's very straightforward. And sure enough, it just worked. So again, I was like very delightfully surprised that, oh, wow, okay, and I can just edit my data model for what I need on this very simple application and just tweak the UI. And that's really all I have to say about it here at this time. But to say that if, you're, if you've been hesitant with core data in the past and you're now using Swift UI, go back, revisit it, try using it in one of your Swift UI templates for an app. And I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised how much easier it is to work with it compared to the old world with UIKit and, and AppKit. There's very little code that you have to do to get this basic structure working and it'll just run for you. It'll just do it. And of course, the errors that it gives when you change the model, they make perfect sense. You can just click on them, update the code and away you go. And that persistence class 
takes care of a lot of the details for you and you really only have to tweak it unless you want to do something complicated. Now, yes, this is a very basic application and a very basic usage of it. But again, I was just very pleasantly surprised that, oh, okay, it's now that easy to work with core data. So within on my live stream, on the last session that we did for the app, I went back and rebuilt it from scratch using core data. And also in no time at all, thanks to Swift UI, had a pop-up sheet appearing with all the fields that were needed to store an entry. And I could just put the data in those fields. You just type them in. And then when I hit the save button, the the sheet to add the item disappears. And my list is updated on the screen because the core data had already gone through persisted that data, stored it back, and updated the list view in the background. In no time at all, I've got my basic working prototype. It doesn't look very pretty, but it's got all the code it needs there for my basic requirements. Maybe you want to think about this again. Go back, try out core data with SwiftUI. I think you're going to be as pleasantly surprised as I was. And this is definitely something that I'll be doing more with on the live stream as we build this app just to plug that one more time because why not go to twitch.tv forward slash compile swift and you'll see some highlights there from the streams including the core data session that we did that's it for this episode swift ui core data gets a thumbs up from me i'm sure there'll probably be some headaches further down the road but at least they weren't there at the beginning which is something that i had hit previously check it out see what you think i'd love to hear your thoughts on this Reach out to me on all the networks, Compile Swift, all the places. Leave a review and rating for this podcast if you would be so kind. I'd certainly appreciate that if it helps you and you find it interesting. That's it. I will see you in the next one.